social network centered around our most human form of expression, voice. Dare to Voice is our motto, encouraging users to share content with their anonymous voice. Tings was created after the rise of anonymous social networks as a challenge to the idea that anonymous content is only for secrets or gossip. With Tings being anonymous is more than that. It is about free speech and equality. Hey guys, so today is our first podcast with Tings, and we're going to be talking about cultural differences between the United States and China. Since Tings is located in Beijing and employs people from all over the world, we think this would be a fun and interesting topic to talk about. And since I am an American myself, I have some personal insights to share with you all. So a number of you might be wondering, why did you choose to move to China? Are you crazy? What made you want to do this? So, first of all, I'm not crazy. I'm kind of adventurous. I've always liked to travel. And I got the opportunity to go to China in 2010 on a business trip with my dad. And I thought it was just such an incredible experience. Everything was so different than what I was used to. And for me, it was just a really big adventure. And I loved exploring around China and getting to see all of this cool stuff that I'd never seen before and had so much history I knew that I wanted to study Chinese in school, and I knew that I would end up back here someday. In addition, to take it one step further or one level deeper, growing up, I was kind of well off compared to other people. You know, I wouldn't say that I was rich or anything like that, but I didn't have to worry about where my next meal was coming from or whether or not I could afford to go to my dance lessons or my violin lessons and things like that. I was really, really fortunate to be able to experience a lot of different things in life. And growing up, I felt like so many people don't have this opportunity, right? So many people don't have the opportunity to travel, let alone the opportunity to take dance lessons or play a sport or stuff like that. And so because of that, I've always challenged myself to experience as much as I possibly can. That's another reason why I ended up in China. You know, I studied Chinese in school and international relations in school, and I felt like because I have the opportunity to do this, I absolutely have to. It's no question in my mind, especially since I'm kind of young, you know, I'm still in my 20s. It's a great time for me to explore the world and see what else is out there. I don't want to be the kind of person who grows up not ever leaving the country You know, if you don't have the money to do that, that's one thing. But if you have the money to travel and explore and see other cultures and you choose not to take advantage of it, I feel like you're really doing yourself a disservice. There's so much more out there for you to see and experience that's beyond your own home state or home country. And it it really broadens the mind. So I wanted to make sure that I took advantage of everything I possibly could. And one of those things is living abroad for a little while. So that's why I'm here in China. So let's talk a little bit about the crazy differences between the United States and China. Wow, there are a number of things that I could talk about and I could go on forever, but I'm going to try and pick out a few of the most important things of like the key elements where if you were to come to China, you would be prepared for. Okay, so number one. I feel like Americans drink so much more than Chinese, and not even just alcohol, but just water in general. 
you don't really see people carrying around water bottles in China unless they're full of hot tea. Also, you won't be getting a glass of water full of ice at your restaurant. If anything, you might be getting hot water. And yeah, I said that right, just a glass of hot water. The belief here is that cold beverages are not very good for you and that hot beverages are good for you. So you're more likely to get a glass of boiling hot water than you are to get a glass of ice water. And to take that one step further, if you ask for beer, you need to make sure that you ask for cold beer because otherwise you'll get lukewarm beer, which I don't think anybody really likes. All right, so then the second thing I want to talk about is food, because what else is there besides food and drink in life? Um, so when you're eating out in China, people tend to eat family style, meaning you order a bunch of food for the center of the table, and then you will be picking your food off of the center dish and then putting it on your own smaller dish in front of you to eat. So a couple things to note here is try your best not to touch the food with your fingers as that's kind of frowned upon in China. And don't worry if you can't use chopsticks, just ask for a fork and a spoon and they will be happy to get it for you. And the last note about dining is in the United States, especially during dinner, if you're there with a big group of people, it's often pretty common for side conversation to occur where people will have smaller conversations with the person they're sitting next to or like the end of the table and that's considered normal and you shouldn't be concerned about that but in China it's more common for people to have one big conversation um, and not to have side conversations with other people and they think that it's kind of rude and um, it's just not uh, traditional for people to have side conversations. It's more traditional for people to talk together and have one big conversation. So that's just another thing to kind of be aware of while you're over here. A few other things to be aware of. Chinese people aren't afraid of bodily functions the way that Westerners or Americans are. So you'll hear a lot of people going and spitting on the street and you might even see the occasional child going to the bathroom on the street and that's kind of normal um but be aware i'm only speaking about my experiences in beijing shanghai and xi'an so um this could be different in other places of china this is just um, my experience there so be aware it's just it's just a big cultural difference it's not something to be disgusted by um you'll get used to it if you're here for a while and you might even find yourself spitting on the sidewalk every so often my friend told me that i'm becoming more of a human being now that i'm in china because i'm not afraid to spit on the sidewalk anymore and that says something about being a human because every human needs to spit on the sidewalk every so often and maybe us Americans shouldn't be so afraid of it. One thing about transportation is pretty much your way to get around will be through pedicabs like a guy riding a bicycle that has a cool little seat in the back or a taxi or taking the subway. So the pedicabs are fun for like a short little ride, a little adventure with your friends, but they're really expensive. So don't think that's going to be like your daily means of transportation. Taxis are fine, but sometimes, to be honest, 
I will get a little sick in a taxi. Probably, I'm sure, just like in New York, the taxis will speed forward really fast and then slam on their brakes really quick, and there's just a lot of that jolting motion. And personally, it made me a little sick a few times. So just kind of be aware of that if you get motion sickness really easily. And last but not least, the subway. So in Beijing, the subway is the best way to get around. It's the fastest and the cheapest by far. But if you are not really comfortable with getting up close and personal with other people, you might want to take a taxi during rush hour instead. Um, just like people imagine, you do get shoved onto the subway at times. Like sometimes people will literally push you onto the subway or push you off of the subway. So be sure to kind of assert yourself while you're in line. Don't let anybody get in front of you if that's going to bother you. Um, but try to get on the subway as quickly as you can. And then if you're not getting off at the next stop, try to bury yourself a little bit deeper into the subway because if you're standing at the very front where the doors open and other people are trying to get off, you're just going to get pushed off of the subway. And also try to get yourself closer to the door if you are going to be getting off at the next stop so that you don't have to push other people to get off of the train. Um, but that's nothing to be annoyed about or anything. It's just a different pace of life, I think. I think that in Beijing, the general pace is really quick. There's a lot of people in Beijing that they have places to be there. They got things to do. And sometimes it, it ends up being kind of a clusterfuck of people. So just kind of bear that in mind, you know, especially I'm from a, a kind of a small city. So I'm not used to being around so many people. But I'm sure that it's like living in New York sometimes where you feel like you get pushed around and there's a lot of people everywhere all the time. So just because there's a ton of people in Beijing doesn't mean that everybody in China will push you around on the subway if they get the chance. It's just the pace of Beijing is really fast and people have a lot of stuff to do. All right. And the very last thing that I have to say is if you do end up coming to China, don't be surprised if people stare at you or point at you or take pictures of you even. China is a really big country, and if you go to Beijing especially, there are a lot of people who come from the rest of China to visit Beijing, and for those people, you might be the first Westerner they've ever seen in their life. So they might be a little bit shocked and a little bit surprised, so maybe just smile and give them a wave and say ni hao, and they will for sure smile back at you. So to end the podcast out, I just want to challenge you guys at some point in your life, try to make it to China. You really won't regret it. It's such a fun time. And hopefully you'll remember these few tips that I gave you and maybe find them useful at some point in your trip. And that's all we have for our podcast today. Thanks for listening to our first episode of Dare to Voice. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash tingsofficial. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at tingsofficial. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to send them our way on Facebook or Twitter, or you can drop us a line on our website. Our website is tingsapp.io. And lastly, of course, you can download Tings in the App Store. Just search for Tings Dare to Voice, and you can download as long as you have iOS 8 or above. Thanks again, guys. Mm-hmm.